0: Gretchen, we are so excited. We are going on tour this fall. Back on the road with Happier Hour with Gretchen and Elizabeth. Everyone can come see our disembodied (laughs) voices live on stage. Yeah, plus there's going to be slides. We don't get to show slides on the podcast, but we've got slides. Visuals. Yes. Tickets are now on sale for San Francisco, Seattle, Portland, Chicago, and Kansas City, our hometown. For Providence, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., and Charlotte, tickets will go on sale the week of September 9th. You can get all the information, uh, details, links to buy on GretchenRubin.com slash events. And if you want to make sure you're notified when we're coming to your city um, and more information, sign up for my newsletter at GretchenRubin.com slash hashtag newsletter. Yes, hashtag newsletter. I send out information to keep people notified. Please come bring your friends. We had so much fun meeting our podcast listeners at our live shows earlier this year. We can't wait to meet a whole lot more of you. Yay. Okay, I
1: put a list of everyone we have to get back to today on the whiteboard.
0: Okay, uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine
1: people. Ooh, that's not good. We need to do a better job of responding to our emails.
0: Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Craft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., and with me is my high school friend and writing partner of
1: 19 years, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles.
0: Today is our Labor Day episode. A lot of us use New Year's Day as a time to reflect on life goals. Well, we at The Onward Project are using Labor Day as an opportunity to reflect on our career goals. We would love to find out your career goals, post them on Twitter, Instagram, and in our Facebook group with hashtag Happier Labor Day. Sarah, let's get started. Yay. Very excited. Today, we have with us somebody who's had an amazing career. She is our guest co-host. She's going to be with us the whole episode, Sherry Salada.
2: Yay. Hi, Sherry. Hi, my friends. Oh, I'm in your fabulous studio. You guys are big time. Let me do your official intro.
1: Sherry is a writer, producer, and co-host of the podcast The Sherry and Nancy Show and a co-founder of ThePillarLife.com. Sherry was the executive producer of The Oprah Winfrey Show and also served as co-president of Harpo Studios and owned the Oprah Winfrey Network. She is an all-around badass who has so much to teach all of us and her new book, The Beautiful No." And Other Tales of Trial, Transcendence, and Transformation is a must-read. I loved your book so, so much. I loved it, like, deeply and profoundly.
2: I'm so glad. And everybody should know, you guys have both reached out to me to say that, and and personally. And nothing could make me happier.
1: Oh, well, it is—it's
0: not only—it not only has a lot to say, but it's just a great read. Like, it's a page-turner. So we highly recommend it. And we're going to talk about the book— Um, And we thought, Sherry, that you would be the perfect co-host for this episode because you have reached career heights. Most people cannot even imagine as the executive producer of The Oprah Winfrey Show and OWN and Harpo Studios. But you've also paid a price for reaching those heights. And so today, we want to talk about what you learned and what we can all learn from your experience. Yes. Many lessons. (laughs) I'm just filled with gems. All right. Well, let's get started with From the Treadmill dust, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week,
1: it's The Beautiful No. Straight from you, Sherry. Yeah, you named your book The Beautiful No. I did. Based on a no you received shortly before you ended up at the Oprah
2: Winfrey Show. That's right. That's right. And I'd like to tell you I was wise enough to um, put that together right (laughs) at the time. But it was years later when I realized that I had gotten a big, huge rejection for a job I really, really wanted. I wanted it so bad I could taste it. And I thought in the interview I had gotten it. And then I got a form letter from the HR department oh. saying, um, I'm sorry, we're not hiring right now. And we'd already popped the champagne. So it was it oh. was just such a, a letdown and such a disappointment. And there, there was something inside me. M- maybe there was that kind of spiritual release that, you know, you hear people talk about. Because shortly after that, it was I got the message from the Oprah show, would I be f- available to come in and freelance and produce promos for them? And what I realized down the road, and, and I was in dire straits, 35 years old, I was out of money, I'd been freelancing, uh, I hadn't put it together, I was like, oh, my God, dreams never come true. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, what, what I realized looking back on that, had I gotten that big job and all that security and the 401k and the insurance and everything that went with it, I wouldn't, and I know this about myself— I wouldn't have had the courage to let that go so quickly to go take a chance at the Oprah show. So it's almost like the universe just kind of said, hang on, hang on. This is going to hurt a little bit, but hang on. And uh, it's kind of become a foundational spiritual principle.
0: And you didn't even sort of in your own mind know you wanted, like, you were like, I would love to work at the Oprah Winfrey Show. I love that show. But it wasn't as if you had, it seems like, even
2: articulated that that clearly to yourself as a goal. Well, I was in Chicago, and I was in Mm -hmm. advertising. And across the river on the west side, the West Loop, there was this Oprah show, Phenom. And I didn't really watch daytime TV because I worked like, like so many people and I didn't know how to work my VCR back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, you know, it was like, wow, that sounds really cool. But, and, and I had applied and actually been rejected from that years before um, because th- something about it was calling to me, but I would not say for years it had been my dream. It just was, I kept, I was on the hunt for meaning. Mm. I loved producing. I loved the creativity of it. But I was, I really wanted, if I was going to work like that, I wanted it to matter.
1: Isn't that the whole point? Yes. (laughs) Yes. I mean, yeah. It's like you work so hard and you want there to be some
2: more
1: significance to it. Have you had other beautiful no's in your career?
2: You know, what I've realized, though, my career, my life, my everything, that for all of us. Now, I, I do this with people. I honestly look back at their nose, their rejections, their, you know, the 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 man who didn't love them, you know, or the partner that didn't, that, that broke up. Or, you know, all the things that the house you didn't get, you bid on it, mm. you didn't get it. Oh, my gosh, it's devastating. All those um, disappointments and heartbreaks, it turns out if you can really fly way above, like, you know, and really get a helicopter view of it. That it's almost like you've been in a quantum bumper car situation, where where you're kind of your own soul is kind of leading, bouncing you off the wall to get you more on the trajectory for what it is you are really longing for.
0: Yeah, I mean, i I've just my brain is of course going through all of our nose that we have gotten, and so often we end up thinking, oh, my God, thank goodness. Right. You know, and even right now, we keep telling ourselves that because our show, The Fix, didn't get a season two, and every once in a while, we remind ourselves, hey, maybe this is a good thing.
2: Well, maybe I'm outraged no about that thing. because, oh, <laughs> as you know, sorry. I was a faith, <laughs> faithful viewer of The Fix. Nothing could have shocked me more. But yes, and here's the trick, because, um, you know, this is the perfect time to practice this yes. idea that right now, in it, it's fresh, it's disappointing. It's, it's not what you thought you wanted to happen. But if right now, if you can take back the days that you would spend, give yourself a little human reaction, and I'm sure you have because you're both really, really smart and on it that way. But now it's like, now for sure you let that go. You don't lose any more time to that disappointment because you're right. You're going you're gonna to find out. You're going to find out what a gift it was.
0: Let's hope so. I'm, I'm sure
1: of it. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of we often are. One of our mottos is, "You never know what's good news and what's bad news." Mm, yeah. Yes, and yeah. it's that they're very related. Those ideas. Yes, but integrating that when you're in that moment of a beautiful no is is difficult. Yes,
2: it it can be really difficult, but you know, k- kind of here here's where I end up on this 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 principle. I don't want to waste any more of my life not feeling good. Mm. and so you know there're gonna be moments because I'm a human being where i'm 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 glum or i'm down or i'm disappointed but i I feel like i spent i wasted lots of time you know ruminating why isn't this working out why didn't you know I just don't want to waste any more days on that i'm in the I'm in the middle of my life, so I'm in my fifties and 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 i I really don't want to squander those sands through the hourglass, you know, ruminating over something that in in truth is probably the greatest gift.
0: Right. Which you can't change anyway. You know, that's the thing. It's not like feeling bad about it changes the outcome. Um, Now, my question for you, though, because when I saw the title of your book, The Beautiful No, I thought it was going to be about saying no. Yes. And so I want to know if that's also something that has kind of factored into your life because I imagine on the Oprah show although you had to say no to a lot of people you had to say yes to sort of every right. thing that came your way do you say no as well as you know receiving nos Well that's
2: a really really great question and here's what I will tell you from my past I could always I could be fabulous at saying no for Oprah or for somebody else where where i struggled was saying no for myself like keeping those boundaries and so you know i'm i'm improving on that and I'm improving on that professionally. I'm improving on that personally as I integrate my life more and more. But but here, in the at the end of the day, here are two things that I'm saying to myself to really keep myself on track. Number one, I want to be the most trustworthy steward of my own well-being. And that means I am now the curator of who comes in my life, what comes in my life, whether it's a, a television show, whether it's whatever kind of content, whether it's a relationship, I am the curator. And I want to make sure I'm really on it. So I am always in in good stewardship of, of my, my own life. And there's another principle. This is something, you know, this is the crazy thing you're flipping through Instagram. And most times it's just a rabbit hole where you end up not mm-hmm. feeling good about <laughs> yourself. Like you're not having enough fun. Yeah. You're not having enough adventures. But there was this post and it said, love yourself first which we've all heard a million times back in the day from the Oprah show. And the, and the second part of it was love yourself most. Mm. And I have been, I, I honestly, I cannot get it out of my mind because I almost feel like if you can embrace that practice and just do everything through the lens of what would my decision be if I loved myself most? And and it it kind of changes everything from from what kind of water you're drinking to what kind of relationships you're going to have, and and you kind of can start to build that trust with yourself. So, you know, in answer to your question, learning how to say that compassionate but firm no mm-hmm. is I, I'm I'm going to get that right. I'm working on it. That muscle is is strengthening, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get that right.
1: Me too. I'm gonna work on that muscle also. (laughs) (laughs) That is a good muscle. Okay, next up, Sherry shares how we can all have a healthier attitude toward work and take a hike. But first, this break.
0: Okay, it's time for Take a Hike, in which we discuss mental, physical, or spiritual health. And today,
1: we're talking about staying sane when it comes to our jobs. Sherry, you and Nancy (laughs) Halla, your co-host on The Sherry and Nancy Show, have developed the pillar life. Yes. You've divided your life into eight different pillars, health and wellness, friends and family, romance and sex, uh, and five others. How many did I say? And we love that instead of a work pillar— you have a creativity and innovation pillar. So tell us about that. How did you reframe that, and why?
2: Well, we reframed that, in especially because the W word had become a bit of a trigger for me. Um, what it meant was she's so busy, meaning me. Um, that was like my middle name for years and years, mm-hmm. and 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 really like a very separate outside of myself. Um, you know, all-consuming focus. And what, what Nance and I started talking about is wanting to have a more integrated life, a, a, a whole life, where we're just flowing our intention in a, the way that makes sense. So we called that area um, professional, career, uh, creativity, and innovation. So that can look really different in a lot of ways. But here's what it also does. It throws out that idea that we all fail at called work-life balance. You know, there there yeah. isn't such a thing. I mean, I I have completely removed that concept, that idea from from any kind of languaging or thinking that I do, because first of all, the concept of balance is you're out of it and coming back into it. Mm. So it's repeated failure. I think that mm. concept. Um, women have used that that idea to beat themselves up mercilessly for for all the things they're not for all the things they're not doing they're not getting to they're not being enough of, and instead I think maybe the better way to manage our lives and manage our careers and it is to look at it as a whole and that we're just flowing our attention. Intuitively, to the places in our lives that make sense, and for those of us who get a lot of juice out of creating and innovating um, that way, then that's where we flow a lot of our attention to.
0: Yeah, because I I have a question because you must have gotten such an adrenaline rush from from your job, and it it feels like you're almost trying to. Make it less of an adrenaline rush. Like, is that was that almost an addiction that you like had to sort of tear yourself away from, or or do you still search for that, but just with a a sort of healthier attitude?
2: Well, I, I honestly, I feel like everything I'm talking about, I could have done in my ah, old job. that I was just, a question. I just I had. didn't. You know, it's kind of like when you come home for from a really like all encompassing, draining. Woo, roller coaster ride of a day what are you doing once you get home? You know, like maybe, maybe that's the time to do a meditation and to do, you know, some yoga poses and do some stretching and some mindfulness, you know, instead of um, kind of watching, you know, like zoning out over CNN and, and whatever nightmares going on in the yeah. world, oh. you, know, e- you know, eating a big cheesy pizza and having one too many glasses of Chardonnay, you know, and going to bed too late. You know, there, there's some choices in there on those hours when you're not in the physical workspace that could make your life experience so much more well-rounded and grounded and positive and optimistic.
0: So you th- do you think you could have been as good at your job had you not been so yes crazy, let's put it?
2: Yes. I do think so, and on, honestly, I, I feel like you know that there there was a little bit of a badge of honor: who's working mm, the hardest, who's mm. gone without the least amount of sleep, mm. which I think our industry in general is yes. known for. So, yes. It's like, wow, you know, that person really killed herself. Yes, you know, like hire that person. So, and and I think that's rapidly changing. As we all evolve. And I think, you know, I really, this crystallized for me a few days ago. I really feel like in these coming years, like four years, five years, six years, there's going to be a moment when the people who self-manage with radical self-care and really tend to their own happiness are going to be the superstars.
0: I think you're right. I think that is changing. Even for us, I mean, it used to be such a thing of, like, how late does your writer's room go? Right. And now I feel it's frowned upon if you can't get out at a decent hour. And that is a total that total is a 180 from how difference. it was yes. right. when we
2: started. It's the beginning. Yeah. You know, it's the beginning. Yeah. It starts with some legal rules <laughs> when nobody yeah. wants to get sued. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and then it starts with a spiritual awakening, really. Yeah.
1: Now, what I love also about creativity and innovation Is that, you know, we work in a creative environment, and we're creative every day, but when you add innovation to it, that really raises the bar. You're not just, like, sitting around thinking, like, oh, that's fun. Like, creativity and innovation adds a whole new level of it to me. Why did you include innovation in there
2: probably for you know this the same reason that you're talking about is innovation is like vision it's like visioning something new inventing um, you know ideating and, and and always doing that through a creative lens um, you, we know how as creative people we know how we feel when we're um, we're Fully engaged creatively and we're dreaming up new ideas. And then then it's kind of that that interesting play between execution and dreaming and and how those things come together, which is why partnerships, you guys are in a partnership. I'm in a partnership um, in creativity and innovation and that pillar, why it's so much fun. Because sometimes it's not really fun to just bounce the ball <laughs> against yeah. the wall yeah. by yourself, right? <laughs>
0: Yeah I love um when you read about how you and Nancy came together and and started your podcast yep. and realized hey we're Um, at a certain point in our lives that we don't want to just say, okay, well, now we're coasting toward the end. We want to go for more. We want to have everything we want. And that you said you were dreamstorming instead of brainstorming. What did you know at the time were you like, let's dreamstorm? Like, what was that? I just love that phrase, dreamstorming.
2: I've been really intrigued by that. I have, I have, I've, been kind of reframing the idea of dreaming for myself for a long time and one of the things when when Nance and I were like you know dreaming this up it was it, you can feel the quantum the quantum power of kind of taking the, the ceiling, the drop ceiling off what you think is possible and just kind of saying, what if there were no limits? What if there, there, there was nothing in my way? Because, you know, we all have resistance. Like, well, I tried that. It didn't work. Or, you know, that's going to be too hard. Or nobody's going to want to buy that, do that, watch that. Just kind of like, I'm going to set all that aside and dreamstorm the possibilities just for the fun of it. Mm. Not always trying to get to like what that what that destination is going to be just because it's fun. And then it's really amazing what comes out of those sessions. You know, Nancy, after the end of one of those sessions, she moved into my house for a year. With her dog yes, Percy, yes.
0: can you guys imagine? I <laughs> love that so well. And it was, such it was a, a pajama
2: party. It yeah. was amazing. It was like what you know, cups of coffee, pajamas. What are we dreaming up today? You had and a
1: year-long dream uh, dream storm. Yeah, and then you
0: manifested it. I mean, yeah. you yeah. have the PillarLife.com. Yeah. You have the Sherry and Nancy Show. You are doing it. I mean, yeah. it's every. It, I mean, granted, you have all these amazing skills. It's almost like all, everything you did set you up to be able yeah. to execute this incredible vision.
2: And all of our lives are that way. Yes. We're, we're setting ourselves up time and time again with our experiences and, 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 and the different things we learn and the different things we do. I think where we sometimes get stuck is we just kind of like go, well, that's it. Uh-huh. You know, we're at the end of the block instead of like, open up your eyes, there's a whole new road.
1: So as your business is growing, as this wonderful pillar life takes off, you are in danger of potentially falling into the same traps. So what are you doing? How do you keep yourself from falling into those patterns?
2: Well, I can tell you when it happened. I mean, as I was getting ready for this book launch... You can imagine all of a sudden you can feel the energy around things heating up and more calls and more advice. And everybody has a million ways how you're going to make it a bestseller, how many things you have to do, blah, blah, blah. And I could feel like there were maybe four or five days, honestly, where I was like feeling off, Mm -hmm. like where I was like. Do I have any mozzarella cheese sticks in the mm-hmm. house even though I usually don't stock those anymore? Like gosh, what would I give for a big icy big gulp. You know, like I could just feel that kind of thing like and I dare say I was like remember when I used to smoke? Um and I was like what's happening here? What's happening is old neuropathways, old patterns of throwing everything you are at something just You know, it's almost a little fear-based. Like, if I don't do that, it won't be a success. And I had to sit myself down and say, nope, we don't live like that anymore. And we are just going to meditate. We're going to do our meditation. We're going to take a walk around the block. We're going to do some breathing and realize you know where that leads.
0: Mm. You know
2: where the, that feeling, that, that, that weird energetic feeling of, you know, I, I got to create a 500-page to-do list. And if I don't do it, you know, I, I could be risking the future of this book and instead be more like how I want to live now, which is I've written the book. It's done now. It's in, a, in print. There's nothing more yeah. to do. You know, the people I know and love will invite me on their podcast. Thank you so much. And that's that. And, and now it's an offering. And I will do what's fun, and that's that. But I have to stay super vigilant mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yes. I mean, I, I love, love that, that feeling. Yes. I
0: will admit. I, I definitely love the feeling of that crunch and that i can let everything else in my life go away. Yes. I love the permission to do nothing else and that's not a good thing. I mean, but i am, I don't know
2: little bits of it are. Yeah, little I, bits of it it's it's fun and exhilarating and it becomes a focus. It's just like how long does that go? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's
1: okay for an afternoon but right. not for right. a month or two. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um so what would you tell someone who is in the situation that you were in like year 10 of running the Oprah Winfrey show, what would you tell someone who's living that life and that way right now? How can they kind of take steps to do it differently?
2: Well, if you're in the middle of it right now, you you have to have a little mini reckoning with yourself. Mm. You know, if your life is great, you're super happy, it's easy to choose happiness on an hourly basis, then you don't need any advice from me. You know, it, However, if you can feel like your health is out of whack, your relationships are out of whack, you know, you're, there, there's a little like like you're happy when you're in the midst of it, but you can tell like there's this, this background noise where you've mm. taken the rest of your life and gone unconscious, then it's time to like start to do a little reckoning and start to say, what is the life of my dreams? Not just the career of my dreams. What is the life of my dreams of which that career can be a part of it, but not everything? And, and then once you've done that, then what are the little practices that move me forward in those dreams? And those are the things that we're all doing. And we're talking about that two steps forward, one step back, net gain, one step forward. And anyone who is in that situation, read
0: Sherry's book because you really go through the reckoning yes. that you went through and how you had to be really honest with yourself right. and how you've changed. And it's, it's just a great story. Up next, we've got a Hollywood hack inspired by Sherry's
1: recent move. But first, this break. And now it's time for this week's Hollywood hack Make a radical change. Sherry, you have made a couple radical changes in the last few years. You left Own and started the Sherry and Nancy show, as well as the pillarlife.com. That was like its own huge thing. And then you moved to Napa. Which is also a radical change. So why did you do this?
2: What are the benefits of it? Here here's the thing about a radical change. It it really it really shifts all of your perspectives. And you know, there's I'm I'm a person who, like many of us, change sometimes gets me uncomfortable. Like, no, 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 no. I, I want things to stay, stay the same. I don't I don't want things to change. But what I'm continuing to learning is that's where my biggest growth comes from. That's when I really evolve and elevate. And I just had a moment, you know, I had been full-time in, in Hollywood for three years. I had been going back and forth between Chicago and L.A. for five. So it was like eight years, and I was kind of like, well— you you can actually live anywhere your 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 company is your laptop your office is your laptop where do you really 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 where is your heart calling you where what is that next place and i have been going to napa valley for 10 years and i was like i think i want to live in a town and not a city and i think i want to grow my own crops and i think i want to be able to walk to town walk to my dentist Walk to my eye doctor, and I have manifested that, and it's a radical change it was it was very uncomfortable yeah at the, at the first little bit of it
0: and and do you feel like? I don't know that it, it was a good thing, yeah I mean you
2: yeah, and I'm, stu- I'm still navigating some of the things that are more challenging, like I'm on a book tour now and I'm far from an airport.
0: yeah, you know,
2: so that's all you know, like I'm flying back to nine, it's like, oh God, I'm going to be in a car forever getting, getting home. however, that's that's kind of like the, the the sacrifice I will make, so when I when I wake up tomorrow morning in in my little wine country house, I feel like I'm camping. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm surrounded by gigantic trees and I'm camping. And then I'm gonna go out and, and pick some lettuce and my radishes. I might have a tomato ready. You know, wow. one one tomato <laughs> um or and fifteen zucchini because that's how they grow. And um, and then I'll I'll make my own lunch. And there's something about that newness, that's that newness thing mm. where I'm like, I've never done this before. And it feels like It feels like I'm mixing up the pot.
0: And do you have advice for anyone who's considering a radical change, how to approach it, like how to weigh your
2: options? The best radical change to start with for anybody, I think, is radical self-care. You know, starting to figure out what that looks like. And it's not, you know, um, incense and massages only. Like, what is the idea of radical self-care, really loving yourself most? What is that going to look like in your life? What's your recipe going to be for that? And then from that space, other radical changes like a move, a breakup, Mm. you know, a fresh start. You know those those kinds of decisions made from that really sturdy place where you know you have your own back feel the best. I think
1: right. You have to know yourself to know what you want to know. Yeah, what just moving physically fits. if you haven't yeah. made any other
2: transform, transformative <laughs> yeah. changes, you just drag your crap to the next town. Right, you
1: right. know, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not good. No. <laughs> okay, Sherry, I'm so excited for this one. It is time for our Sherry Salada celebrity sighting. You've probably met every famous person on the planet. You were there for Tom Cruise jumping on the couch. Like, do you have an all-time favorite celebrity encounter?
2: Yes. Oh. And I've had many encounters with him. Um um Tom Hanks.
1: Oh. Tom Hanks
2: is like the best dinner guest ever. We had every time he'd come to do the show, we'd have dinner at um Ralph Lauren's restaurant in Chicago. He is hilarious, super fun, really witty. And when we did the United, and I got to like do some acting with him. Oh. When we did the final United Center shows, um, we were backstage and his producer, Gary Getzman, who's a love, kind of put us together on a couch and we did this shtick for the behind-the-scenes show, and I got, I got done. I went, oh, my God, I was just acting with oh Tom my Hanks God. <laughs> with yeah. an Oscar He's winner. He's really good, and I, and I also love Julia Roberts. Ah. She was, she's, she, she's fun. She's, I love she's, hearing she, that. Yeah, I know, that's so too.
1: nice to hear. And
2: last night, my, my, my most recent, my most fresh celebrity sighting, um, I was having dinner at, at, in Santa Monica with, with another author, and she goes, oh, my God, oh, my God, I go, what? Jeff Goldblum, looking Love Jeff Goldblum. very handsome.
1: He's, With, is he vegan or something? He looks yeah. so good.
2: He looks amazing. <laughs> He's
1: aging backwards.
2: I know. I I really, I was like, she went over to talk to him. I, <laughs> I, ra- I ran for the lobby.
1: <laughs> yeah, so you know you're in L.A.
0: when you have your yes, celebrity sighting in the, right. in the hotel. <laughs> and that's it for this special Labor Day episode of Happier in Hollywood. Remember to post your thoughts on Labor Day with the hashtag Happier Labor Day. You can also email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com.
1: Thanks for listening, and please subscribe if you haven't already. Huge thanks to our friend, the incredible Sherry Salata, for co-hosting with us today and diving into all things work. Buy her new book. The Beautiful No, and Other Tales of Trial, Transcendence, and Transformation. Wherever you buy books, you will love it. And listen to the podcast,
0: The Sherry and Nancy Show. Uh, We should mention that Sarah and I were guests on episode 73. So, you know, listen to that episode.
1: It was very fun.
0: Thank you to our executive producer, the amazing Chuck Reed. Thanks to everyone at Sankola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sankola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank
1: you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood as part of the Onward Project. Check out the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, and the new podcast from Whole30's Melissa Urban, Do The Thing. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Liz Kraft
0: and Sarah is at S. Fain. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join the conversation.
1: Until next week, I'm Sarah Fain And I'm
0: Liz Craft. And I'm Sherry Salata. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And And we we enjoy it. it. I have a question for you. How are you handling like you have an amazing outfit on right now? Like,
2: did you do a whole stylist thing oh, for your book yeah. tour? Or is this No. You? No. And and this thing, this is gonna have to go in the garbage when my book tour is okay. open. <laughs> It's like become a uniform. Nancy's like, You're not gonna wear the Cynthia Raleigh again. I go, I am. I am wearing it again. I am. Uh, that's other, well it looks other, fantastic. fantastic I, know. I love it. <laughs>